You're listening to Confessions of the Creative Kind with Jess Kovic, episode number 34. All right, it's Thursday, November 21st, the day before Designer Con starts, and I'm finishing up my A-line sandwich board to display the t-shirts, and I'm outside my backyard in the dark, kind of the dark. And we're going to see how this goes. Welcome to Confessions of the Creative Kind. I'm your host, Jess Kovic, media producer by day, designer, photographer, and creative entrepreneur by later that day. Join me as I stumble through life as an artist, pick myself up, and confess everything that I've learned on the way down. Y'all ready for this? Let's do it. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. As you may know from listening to last week's episode, I just finished exhibiting at DesignerCon this last weekend, and this episode I wanted to give you a recap of how it went down. The journey starts when I had a friend help me make a custom display board for the booth that I could display my t-shirts on, and it was a big bitch. It was a big undertaking, but I was pretty proud of myself because when Omar had to go home after we forgot a tool and got a measurement wrong at Home Depot... He was like, well, you can finish it up by yourself. And I was like, yeah, I totally can do that. Obviously, of course, I can finish it by myself. Finishing it myself entailed me having to buy a Dremel and Dremel off these large bolts that were in between the joints and you had to cut them off or the legs wouldn't fold over. It wouldn't fold flat. And guys, I've never fucking Dremeled before. I didn't know what I was doing and... I've now since learned that a Dremel is not the tool to use to cut as large and thick a bolts as I had to cut because it took so long and I I had to buy new wheels that would spin around really fast and cut the thing. And I bought 20. I'm down to three because every time I tried to cut a bolt, the damn thing would break off and I would have to put a new one on. It was very time consuming. It took me the better part of a week just to dremel those things off and then I had to sand and paint and finish the whole thing. I posted a short clip on Instagram because I was pretty proud of the fact that I got through it all by myself. Fuck yeah! I actually didn't cut them short enough so when I went to fold it over and have it lay down flat, It did not lay down flat because there was still some of the bolt that was obstructing. But it folded enough to be able to fit into my car. There's just definitely going to have to be a phase two where I revisit and refine this design. Fortunately, I had some help. My sister and my sister-in-law were able to come over the night before I had to go to the convention to help me finish up and to help me load everything into the car. That's always the consideration when you're packing up and preparing for a show is not only what is it going to look like, is it going to suit the needs at the booth, at the convention, at the show, but how the hell am I going to get it into the car and how the hell am I going to get it from the car to the convention center? What are we doing here? This is what? We're going out, right? 
Yeah, go. What are you doing? I don't know. This was a test of female empowerment. Can three women load a giant, heavy plywood type structure into a car from the parking into a convention center, drag it all the way across the convention center floor to the booth space? It's 2019. Fucking, of course we can. This is very important. They're going to fall backwards and break. Yeah, it has to be on the wheels. I think maybe we should try dragging, unless you're just adamantly against it. I don't think that you think that. I don't think the dragging is easier. Splinters and the weight of this. Well, that's why it should have handles, but that's phase two. You want to try this? Oh, sorry. Is it easier dragging? Um, oh. Lead. 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 I'll get the door. It's easier to like This thing is six feet tall and about just under four feet wide. And it's heavy. It's plywood. It's three by fours. And it's awkward to carry. Carrying it by myself. All right, I will if you come hold this door. You guys need help? Maybe. We designed it specifically to the dimensions of my car so that we could fit it in seamlessly. It fit in pretty well, but it it did take two-ish of us grown women to hoist it into the car. And there was a very specific way in which I could pack it in. I had to pack in some boxes and grids that I have first on the bottom and the boxes had to prop up the wood board so it could clear the wheel wells inside of my car with the seats down. We just need to guide it. Thank you. You're welcome. Push. Push is better, right? Yeah. And per the suggestion of my friend Omar, who helped me initially build this thing, he put wheels on it and it was designed so that one end would have wheels on the bottom and you could drag it and the other end would have handles on the bottom of it so that it would be a little bit more comfortable to drag. Do you guys want to swap and have me push? I kind of like, oh sorry. Mm-hmm. I kind of like what we did when we were going to the car. You there and then us two here. All right. It's a better How system. That's fine. Okay. But we did it. We got it into the convention center. We got it to my booth. We got it into position. It's just, you know, it's cumbersome to have to push around. My sister threw it up on her back like it ain't no thing. And I don't know why she didn't throw out her back. It defies physics. Ready when you are. <laughs> You're going to hurt your back. So yeah, the setup actually, once we got that big bitch into the convention center and got it into place, the setup wasn't too bad. It was one of my easier setups because I had everything packed up really pretty well into suitcases. And I've done this a lot this year. So I kind of 
already had an idea of where I wanted things to go. I had my new backdrop from Redbubble that, as a side note, came delivered with a big black mark on it. Not that big, maybe five inches in width. Did I tell you about this on last podcast? I'm not sure. I can't remember. Anywho, I had to talk to Redbubble and ask them to give me a refund, which they did in store credit so I can get it reprinted. And it actually wasn't that noticeable. So I had the new backdrop. I had the new t-shirt display board, which I'm calling Flotsam and Jetsam, both things, because it's the colors of Flotsam and Jetsam in The Little Mermaid when her poor little poopsies get turned into dust in the water like a teal and a lavender-ish color. I will put a picture of the booth setup into the show notes so that you can see how it looked, but I was really happy with how it turned out. I thought it was really pretty. My brand definitely shined through. All of the color schemes were on point. It was banging. It banged. I hope you enjoyed that live snippet of what it involves into getting all your shit into a convention center when you're exhibiting. So I had all of my products I already had a bunch of stuff from earlier this year, so I didn't have many new things. I did have some new buttons. I did have some new prints that I actually didn't have on the first night. I had it on the second day because they weren't ready from the printer, which is okay because the first night is preview night for DesignerCon. It's typically for all of the people that are going to the really big names and they want to get the exclusive. So they're going to go straight to the booth and get those anyway. So I had planned to be at DesignerCon that Friday that it started and just be done by five. And I pretty much was done by five. So I do not at all regret the decision to plan it that way. The year prior, I had taken a whole day off of work the day before to set up. And that just wasn't necessary at this point where I pretty much have it figured out a 10 by 10 space where how I'm going to set up my booth space. And lucky me, I ended up with a corner booth where I set everything up diagonally. So I kind of took up more space or I could see both directions that traffic was coming into. Friday night, I did not sell a goddamn thing. There were people that came by, um, had an interest, said hello, very nice took business cards. I did a free sticker for a follow on Instagram and I had these new stickers. So some of those popped off, but you know, I didn't sell a thing, which was disheartening, but kind of to be expected. And it was so cold. I forgot about this from last year and last year was the same story, but a year goes by and you don't remember. They jack the air conditioning so much. And I think there was a vent right on top of my booth, but I think there was a vent every five feet. So any booth probably was freezing and we sat there with a blanket on. And the next day I made a thermos of hot tea so we could have something just to hold in our hands. Cause it was so fucking cold. Saturday came around and that is usually the biggest day for a three day convention. And this definitely was the biggest, busiest day more so in the morning. And then it dropped off. The show floor opened at 10 AM to regular ticket holders, 9am to VIP ticket holders. I fucked up and I did not notice that. And I didn't remember that from last year. Maybe that was a new thing. And I was like, Oh, we just have to get there a little bit before 10. That's when the show floor opens. By the time we got there and raced to the booth at 10 o'clock on Saturday, we noticed that 
everyone else had their booth set up. Usually when you run into the booth, even, even just as it starts, there's people with still having their sheets over it. People haven't gotten to the booth yet. Everybody was up and selling and there was already a lot of traffic in. Yeah, it turns out I missed that first hour. My bad. I don't think that would have made or broken the weekend for me, but still frustrating to get there a little later than you should be getting there. The, the vibe of the convention is really great. Everybody's really excited to be there and everybody's really excited about art. You don't get many people that are just looking for one specific fandom the way that you do at comic cons. So people aren't just looking for anime or they're not just looking for superhero stuff. They're actually looking to see what art inspires them or intrigues them and they want to come into the booth. And that is why this is my favorite show because you get just art and design enthusiasts. So a lot of amazing people stopped by my booth. I got to talk to a lot of people, but overall, and this goes for Sunday too, Sunday was a lesser day. I made less than I made last year. Obviously not as much as I would like to have sold. I made about half of what I sold last year. Last year I made around $800 that broke even for my booth. And this year I made about half that. So did not pay for itself as disheartening as that is. I still enjoyed the show. I feel like my booth looked as good as it could have looked. A couple of notes I want to improve on. For one, my big bitch board that I brought, Flotsam and Jetsam, is beautiful and it looks great in my space, but I had wrapped the t-shirts around canvas boards and looked really pretty and neat, but I think at first glance, people didn't realize that those were shirts and they just thought it was art. On the second day on Sunday, I actually brought out a rack and put shirts on that so that people could thumb through. But in the future, the lesson learned is to just make a big sign with a graphic, and that's going to be at the top of the board. Done deal. I can't exactly explain why I didn't do as well as last year. I don't know if it was the location that I was in. I don't know if it was the booth setup that was different. In my opinion, it looked better, equal to or better. Maybe it was just the traffic. Maybe there was less people. I don't know what the attendance was. Maybe... The people just were not interested in buying that much. Maybe the economy is down. I, I'm not sure of those factors. I do know the little things I want to improve in my booth setup and just making things more clear of what they are. And the only other thing I can attribute to the sales being down is that I didn't have any new products. Everything I had are things that I either had last year, a couple of things that weren't new to me, but new to this show. But I think that you get a lot of mix of repeat and new visitors. So some of my t-shirts and things that I had, I didn't want to buy more of because I just wanted to really try to focus on selling out what I had. And some of my sizes are missing. And I really think, and I, I know there's no way to really prove this. The thing that was lacking for me at this show was that I don't feel like I was mentally prepared as much as I was last year leading up to the show. I've been taking it easy on my business and slowing down because I was doing so many conventions at the beginning part of this year. And this one I definitely wanted to do and is my favorite, but I didn't have the mental game leading up to it until about a couple weeks before when I was doing the board and I was getting all of my stuff ready and deciding what last minute things to get. So yeah, I, I think I just wasn't in the mental headspace until I was there and then feeling a little bit regret of that. I didn't go even bigger for this show. I talked to some other vendors, vendors that I've met before at previous shows or the past designer con, and I actually talked to some new vendors. I probably could have networked more, namely all the people that I actually 
went and purchased things from. I talked to them a bit and gave them business cards. Overall, it was a good show. I did make some money back, not all of it, learned some things, networked a bit. And this is just a show I really like being a part of. It's an industry that I love, peers that I look up to, people above me, ahead of me that I am inspired by. And I just really enjoy being there. So if I can do other shows that do better for me to allow me to keep doing the show, that's what I'm going to do. And hopefully continue to grow with this community. I'm at the very least committing to doing next year's show in 2020, which happens to be over my birthday weekend, November 13th through 15th. Mark your calendars. I know I will. And third time's a charm. I think I can get it figured out by then. And I think I'm going to have a strategy that's going to put me in much better shape leading up to the show so I don't feel overwhelmed. More on that on another episode, but just know your girl's not licked. I'm coming back to Designer Con. So are you. You're going to meet me there, and it's going to be an even better show than any of the show's previous years. I did have a great haul, albeit smaller haul than I had last year of things that I actually purchased. And as a side note, I didn't feel like I got enough time to walk around. Like I've been saying, I love the show and I love just being there. I love being a participant, but I love being a consumer as well. And I don't think I gave myself enough time to walk around. I just kind of walked around a little bit on Saturday and on Sunday, an hour before the show was closing. And I had people with me both times. And I really think this is the type of show where you want to give yourself some time, even with you go even if you go with friends or family, you want to give yourself some time to walk around alone. So next year, I think I'm going to, whoever's helping me reserve an hour a day, I think to just say, I'm going to go walk around by myself, really take everything in. Because when you're with other people, they want to stop at things. You want to stop at different things. You don't want to be rude. You kind of don't want to hold anybody back, but by yourself, you really want to take in all the the art and and talk to the artists and look at everything in detail and decide where you want to spend your money. If you want to spend your money, get business cards and art is subjective. So even your best friends are going to have different tastes and be drawn to different booths than you are. So that would be my, one of the things I want to do next year is give myself time to walk around by myself each day. Plan time, like on the schedule at three o'clock, I'm going walking around. I have someone watching the booth for me. The other thing I'll want to do next year that I didn't do this year is look more at the panel schedules. As I was walking around one of the days, I heard that in about 15 minutes, the juxtapose panel was going to be happening in the center of the convention. And I had to get back to my booth, so I didn't stay to hear it. But juxtapose is a magazine that I used to read when I was in college. And it had a bunch of featured artists that they're still around and they're still a big part of the design community. So that would have been cool to sit down and see amongst other panels that I didn't even look into. So I want to look at the panels next year and again, reserve the time for me to be away from my booth and going to participate because I I just really like the show and I want to be, I want to immerse myself more in it. I don't want it to be a chore because I'm sitting at the booth complaining about why people aren't buying my shit. All in all, I had a good experience It could have been better in some areas. I could have sold more, but I learned a bit for next year about how I want to do it. I feel like my booth decor and display is gelling into almost where I want it to be. I've learned more how I want to prepare for next year and you know, I'm, I'm feeling good. It's, it's all good. So apologies that this episode is coming out late. This is a holiday week and it's probably going to go out 
late Wednesday before Thanksgiving or or on Thanksgiving. So if you need a break from your family and want to just listen to something for a bit, I'm here for you on this day. And I hope you all have a lovely holiday, whatever you're doing, celebrating, not celebrating, because this is a weird holiday based on weird stuff anyway. But I hope you're enjoying maybe some time off and some rest, eating whatever delicious foods you like to eat. I personally don't like traditional Thanksgiving food, but I'm going to be making the mashed potatoes. So those will be good. And wanted to give you a heads up to all the podcast listeners about my Sugar Bunch store. Not only did I release the Pixel to Part earrings that I've been talking about on this podcast leading up to now, I still owe you a part two to wrap up that whole enamel earring production experience. And I will, but just wanted to let you know, those are live on the Sugar Bunch site. New URL for Sugar Bunch, it's sugarbunch.store. If you go to the old one, sugarbunchcreative.com, that'll still just redirect to sugarbunch.store. So same thing. But the earrings are live. They are ready for sale. I sold some at the booth, so that was pretty awesome. I can't complain there. And now the rest of them are available on the site. There's just a limited quantity, so if you're interested, I would suggest getting those before they're gone. Um, I... I am planning to do another run, but I can't say when because I'm not sure myself at this point and it'll take production time for that. So not only can you get the earrings, but a lot of items are going to be on sale from now until the end of the year. We're having a big clearance sale for all of the physical items that I have, enamel pins that I've had throughout the year just to hook you up with some savings around the holiday time and just clear our inventory so we can make really awesome new things in the new year. I've got a ton of ideas, definitely inspired by designer con and other artists that I was able to see and talk to there. So as you're at home eating and relaxing on this Thanksgiving, you can also browse on your phone, your tablet, your PC, whatever, and go to the sugar bunch store. Cause I've got a lot of really great deals there. So get you some. And if that isn't enough, if you buy the pixel depart earrings, those brand new items through this weekend from black Friday through cyber Monday, the end of cyber Monday, midnight Pacific standard time, you will also get a avogato toast defaced cat enamel pin. And I'll put a picture of that in the show notes so you can see. So that is a value of $10 regularly. It's on sale for $8 through the end of the year. So it's like an eight to 10 ish dollar value for free when you buy those earrings Friday through Monday. So get on that extra value deal. And maybe we'll throw in some cool like stickers or something. Cause you know, I'm a nice person. And yeah, apologies that this episode and the last episode are up a little bit later in the week, but I mean, clearly I've had stuff going on, but this Monday we're back to regularly scheduled programming. I already have a recorded episode in the can for you, so it'll go out regularly on Monday and we can just get back to our normal lives. A heads up, and I will remind you on another episode that I will be taking a two week break for the end of year, December, Christmas, holiday, and new year. So the last couple weeks in December, we will have a tiny break and we'll resume in January with another episode in 2020. Lots of cool stuff to come, lots of ideas, lots of designing, lots of creativity, lots of opportunities for me to fuck up and share all that with you coming soon. So don't forget to reach out, 
I love chatting with you guys about the episodes on social media or the show notes. Let me know what you think of that new, kind of a different beginning to this episode where I gave you some snippets, kind of documentary style in real time. That was kind of fun for me to edit and put together. The only thing I have to remember is when I'm doing stuff like that to record video and audio so I can share it with you later and you can actually hear what's going down as it's going down. So if you like that, let me know. If you don't, if the audio is too weird in those snippets, um, clearly it's it not staged audio, so it's a little bit rough, but let me know what you think. And a reminder, if you'd like to support me in the show, please leave a review in Apple Podcasts or, or wherever you prefer to listen to the show. All of it's going to help me spread the word and definitely subscribe so that Every time I do an episode, particularly on a weird week like this where it comes out later, it will just be downloaded into your app and you can listen as soon as it comes out and you'll be the first to know. And that also helps me so that I know that everybody is going to get a listen and we'll get the podcast numbers rolling. Thank you again. I do appreciate all of you listening. I am thankful that all of you who are listening now have been listening telling your friends, telling people about this podcast and that it allows me a platform to unload all of my creative diary word vomit. Have a great holiday, however you celebrate it, and we'll talk next Monday. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Confessions of the Creative Kind. If you'd like to see more of my work, you can visit my website at jesskovic.com. And if you're interested in snagging some of my design products, you can visit my online art boutique at sugarbunchcreative.com. You can find and connect with me on Twitter or Instagram at jess underscore kovic. And finally, if you like what you hear on the podcast, please leave a five-star rating and review in the iTunes store and then tell a friend. Why not? Until next time, take care and talk soon.